time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Hey, this is Lee Balkum. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast. Today, I want to talk a little bit about embracing the I don't know. So let me tell you a little bit of a story. When I was a child in school, I really struggled. Um, I didn't know it at the time, but I was dyslexic. And so I couldn't learn to read. No matter what I tried, I couldn't learn to read. And so I began to realize that I didn't know anything. In fact, I felt like I could never get to where I wanted to. I could watch all of my friends and I knew what they were doing, but I couldn't get there myself. And so I wondered what was up with that. You know, it didn't make sense to me. And I thought, well, maybe there was just something wrong with me. What I didn't realize was there was nothing really wrong with me as much as there was something wrong with how I was learning. So eventually I learned how to read thanks to my mother identifying uh, what the issue was. And uh, I recognized that uh, there was another way, right? I learned how to read in spite of that. But it left something in my life, a little scar about not knowing. And so for a lot of years, I wanted to know, you know, I wanted to figure out everything. And so I spent my life doing a lot of schooling. I went, went through school doing okay with school, not great. I wasn't a great student, but I made it through high school, made it through college, made it through one master's degree, added on another master's degree, and then added on a PhD. So I spent a lot of time in school. And a lot of that was trying to get to a place where I would recognize that I knew something. And what I've realized along the way is that you can know something without knowing everything. In fact, there's this place that we often struggle against where we don't want to be in the I don't knows. So today I want to talk a little bit about embracing the I don't know, how important that could be for letting us, letting me, letting us relax into that. Because you see, I think there's this rhythm of life that sometimes we forget about. That rhythm of life is that we uh, work on something to mastery only to find ourselves in another situation where we're beginning. Mastery is getting to the place where we, we kind of don't even remember what we didn't know. If you think back, may, let's go back just to maybe a point when maybe you were trying to teach your child to drive a car. Now, probably at that point, you'd been driving the car a lot. You spent years driving a car. I learned to drive before I was 16. So by the time I was teaching my kids, I had quite a few decades, several decades of learning how to do that, of knowing how to do that. And what we know is that driving is one of the most complex skills we do on a daily basis, and we don't recognize how complex it is until you're trying to teach someone how to drive. You start doing things automatically. You know, you, you don't even think about signaling. Well, some of us might want to think about that a little bit, but you don't think about signaling. You don't think about braking. You don't think about how to keep the car at a steady state, a steady speed while you're going up and down hills. That becomes second nature. You don't think about how you're looking in the mirrors until you're trying to translate that to somebody else. As you begin to break it down, as they're at the beginning point, then you can begin to, to see that space and feel the fear of watching someone who is trying to put all of those complex things together. That's kind of the nature of that. You know, you take it a piece at a time. I remember, you know, the first thing we did when we got in the car was to talk about mirror placement. 
I hadn't thought about mirror placement really in, in any conscious way. I'd just get in and adjust the mirrors and seat placement. I hadn't thought about that and how to turn on the car and how to turn on the lights and how to turn off the lights and how to turn off the car and how to put your foot on the brake and how to put the car in gear and all those little pieces even before you ever move. And then we had to talk about how you look around you and how you proceed backwards and forward and how you you get going and how you hit the brakes and how you ease off the brakes and how you ease off the gas and how you push the gas and all of those little pieces and how you, you turn but not too sharp and how you turn but not too wide. And all of those pieces are very complex that if you've been driving a long time, you just do second nature. You just do automatically because you've come to a place where maybe you're not the expert driver, but you've mastered it. And when that happens, we forget what it's like to not know. In fact, one of the things that I think often happens for adults is they struggle when they get to a place where they don't know again. I watch it many times as people get to a problem, a crisis in life, maybe a job ends, and they're not sure what to do next because they're so used to doing that job, they don't know how to step into the next place, and they don't know what's coming, and they don't know what to do with that new place. Or maybe they just change jobs to another place and they're walking into a new church, a new environment, a new place, a new workplace, and they have to adjust and figure out what's the normal, what is, what, what's the kind of the background to understand. You walk in not knowing. Or, or maybe you get to a new place in life where maybe you decide to retire and suddenly you've worked all of these years. You know what it's like to be employed and suddenly there's the not knowing of what life's going to be about. Or new parents, when suddenly there's a child in the family and, and you've never done that before and so you don't know what to do and, and how anxious that can be for all of us. The fact is, that's the rhythm of life. Mastery comes after we're beginners. Think about that all the way back. You, a little child learning to crawl and then learning to walk and then learning to run. And once they've gotten there, they forgot how hard it was to crawl. <laughs> And forgot how hard it was to walk. Because once we have gotten to the mastery point, it's hard to remember not knowing. One of the things I find often interesting in my life is to drop back to the not knowing. Starting something new. Starting something fresh. Something that I haven't done before. I've talked about this before. I recently started, now it's almost 11 months ago, started jiu-jitsu. That was a new pursuit for me. And I remember not knowing anything about that. So uh, just to tell you a little bit about that story, it was last winter and I decided that since I couldn't go trail running and I couldn't go paddle boarding, I needed to find something else to occupy my time during the cold winter months. And so I thought, hey, I've always wanted to do jujitsu. I think I'll go do that. So as soon as my kids were, uh, I left the house over the holidays last year, I went back, I went to jujitsu. I remember walking in that first time and not knowing anything about how it worked. I didn't know anything. Now, I could have avoided that. I could have decided, you know, I don't want to go in that place where I don't know what's going on. I still wouldn't have known, but I wouldn't have been aware of not knowing. So I decided to go in and sit around and watch a couple of lessons and take part in a couple of lessons and pretty much learn the rhythm of the the gym. And so as I got into that, I began to learn and began to know. So if you're not familiar with Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, 
I uh, was taking lessons or am taking lessons at a Gracie certified center. And the Gracie philosophy is that there are a core number of moves that you need to know for self-defense. That the basic level of self-defense, if you're on the street and somebody were to attack you, if they don't know jujitsu, there are these 36 moves that basically comprise the core piece of self-defense so that you can pretty much take on that person feeling confident that you can deal with what they throw your way. So when you walk into jujitsu that first class, you don't know any of it. You're lost. All these moves feel like they're so difficult to get your body to go in those moves. And I remember watching and they would demonstrate and I could see how they did it. And then I would try to replicate it. And my body didn't know. My body didn't know how to do it. And I remember having to remind myself that there's no reason that I should know how to do it because I've never done this before. And so I was okay with not knowing. Part of not knowing is setting aside the ego because the ego wants us to know. Have you ever found yourself in that situation where you hear somebody talking and you, you act like you do know because you don't want to look like you, you don't know and, and what that would mean? I certainly know because I had that scar from my childhood where I didn't want people to know I didn't know. And so we drag that along, many of us, into our lives and we want to know. We want to at least have people think we knew. Well, in jujitsu, I had to admit I didn't know. But over the months, I learned those 36 moves. About a month ago, I took the test on those 36 moves and got to move up to the next level. And here we are again, back to not knowing. So last week, I started taking the upper level courses. If you hear a little hoarseness in my voice, it's because my, my throat got squeezed a little bit too hard and my larynx got a little bit bruised. But that started in the next cycle up. So what they refer to as the master cycle, which is lots of more moves, some of them based on things that I have never experienced before. The interesting thing is there is an answer to every one of the moves that I learned in those 36 core competency moves. So the first night when I am rolling with some people who are upper level, I can't do a move without them countering it and catching me. And I remember for a couple of minutes, I was just frustrated, just frustrated that I couldn't make progress because I felt like I should be able to. After all, I, I knew these 36 core moves. And then I reminded myself that I didn't know the rest of the moves. I didn't know the moves that they knew. Now, that night, I struggled a little bit too hard. I kept trying and kept getting trapped. So after a few times at that class, I realized that it was okay not to know. I had to remind myself, I don't know these moves. And I had to embrace not knowing. The nice thing is once you embrace not knowing, you have two choices. You can decide it's not worth learning. You don't have any interest in that. Or decide that not knowing begins the process of learning. So last night when I was rolling and somebody pinned me, I said, hey, you've done that to me twice. What am I doing wrong? I'm beginning to learn what I don't know. Now, I'm not going to master it anytime soon. But that's not the question. The question is whether we can get to the place where we are okay with the not knowing of where we are. Have you ever noticed how this happens in life when people walk up to you and ask you an incredibly complex question and we act like we need to give an opinion? One of the things that happens since I've written some books is I'm often uh, countered with people or encountering people who think that I should be able to answer anything they ask. 
So in this last round of interviews I did not long ago, I was on lots of, of radio shows, and some of them were political. Now, I understand a little bit of politics, but basically, if you ask me for the inner workings of that, I would have to tell you I don't know. But the people interviewing me wanted my opinion about politics. And so one of the things I had to be clear is I didn't have to answer their question because I didn't have to know that. That's not in my sphere that I ought to know about. And so I learned very quickly to be able to say, you know, I don't know about that. I don't really have an opinion about that. Now, sometimes it's hard for us to do that. Sometimes we get pulled in. If you've ever been at a party where somebody asks you some very complex question, they ask you about, I don't know, climate change or politics or philosophy or religion or some other complex thing, and you feel like you have to answer. One of the things that the scientists tell us is that we usually answer the question with a feeling opinion and then try to back it up with what sounds like reason. In his book, The Art of the Good Life, Rolf Dobelli says that there are only so many things that we can know, that we shouldn't have to worry so much about that, and that when we're asked questions, we have to give our, ourselves permission to say, I don't know. Now, that may not be the end point, but so many times we feel the pressure of answering. We don't want to embrace I don't know. We want to, we want to pretend like we know. We want to be seen as we know. Maybe we all have a little bit of a scar from childhood of not wanting to be the one who doesn't know. I mean, isn't that how you got positive feedback as a child? You know, you knew something, you, you were able to do something. Do you remember in class when the teacher says, who knows the answer to this? And, and if you did, couldn't hold up your hand, you felt bad. And maybe you held up your hand and you were afraid to be called on. But there's all of those feelings associated with knowing. And so sometimes there's a shame that comes across us when we don't know. My suggestion is maybe we embrace the I don't know. As Dobelli reminds us, there are only so many things that we really do know. And there's so much of the world out there. There was a time when some people knew everything there was to be known. But that time is long past. The Renaissance men knew everything there was to know. And that was quite a while ago. Now we're in a situation where more and more and more information is coming out, streaming out over and over. And so there's only a, a smaller and smaller amount that we actually do know. There's only a small amount that we actually should know. That there's so much more out there that we don't have to worry about. We shouldn't even have to have an opinion about. Which leads us to the place of deciding that it's okay to not know. Sometimes not knowing is the end of it. Someone might ask me an opinion about something and I don't have much concern about it and I don't want to pursue it. And I can say, I don't know. And I'm not going to worry about it. Then there's some other things that I might say, I don't know, but I sure want to know more of that. That's been my approach with jujitsu. I don't know where I am, but I can learn. I can learn more and move towards mastery of that. But maybe someone else comes along and wants to teach me something else, and I would say, I don't know, and I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in that sport. 
I'm not a big sports person on team sports. So if you ask me uh, what my favorite team is for maybe the NFL or something else, I can give you a team because I know I need to. But if you start asking me any facts about it, I don't know. And I'm okay not knowing. That's not where I want to spend my time at this point. And so we have to release the pressure to know. Have to let go of the feeling of pressure that we should have an opinion about everything, that we should know everything. That's not possible. There's more that we don't know than we know. And that's okay. Sometimes there's some things that we hear about and there's some we want to grow. But then there's some that's the no. There's some things that we want to grow into and there's some things that we can let go of. My hope is that we all can find other places to embrace the I don't know instead of feeling the pressure, feeling the anxiety of being forced to pretend like we do know or feeling like we should know. My hope is that if you embrace I don't know, you find freedom in that. You find yourself free of having to feel like you have to know everything. Let me assure you, you won't and you can't. And so there's no reason to get caught up into that. So ask yourself the question next time you're asked, what about this? Do you know? If you don't, just be able to say, I don't know. If you don't and you're interested to be able to learn it. And if you don't and you're not interested to let it go. But embrace the I don't know. See if that allows you more room to understand where you are and what you do know. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you build your thriving life. You've been listening to the Thrivology Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T-H-R-I-V-E-O-L-O-G-Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Thank you.